0: I will say good morning. Let's let's learn a little bit of the Gemara. So today's daf is Memhe, forty-five. We're going to pick up. We're going to pick up on Memdal lemadays forty-four B. We left off Tani Shila, Tani Shila. So Tani Shila, Shila taught Shalosh Midos Benara. So we will say there are three different categories of punishment for a Naara who committed adultery. How so? if witnesses show up when she's in her father-in-law's home the Abba said father-in-law's home is another way of saying after Nisun because remember again it's very interesting actually we know that that typically after a couple got married they very often went to live with the husband's parents so the Gemara says, they say, if, if witnesses show up after she is already in her father in law's home, i.e., after Nisuin, so what's the halacha, that she committed adultery. So, excuse me. Eden, veis chameh, shazinsa witnesses show up while she's already living in her father in law's home, i.e., after Nisuin, that she had committed adultery while living in her father's home, which Rabbos we'll say is another way of saying, witnesses show up after Nisuin, that she committed adultery during Eira sin, so what's the halacha, so Klinosa. The halokh is that we go and we administer skila, and we administer skila by the entranceway of her father's home. Rashi says over here, Osa Pesach Be Saviya, the Siv. this is what the Pasik says, So again, remember what Dimar is pointing out, this is not a case of Moti Shemra. And the case of Moti Shemra is where the husband himself initiates the claim. This is where the husband is not initiating the claim, but rather, again, witnesses are coming, claiming that they have information. They know that she committed adultery. While she was in her father's home, but again, remember, in her father's home means that she was already under; she already had erasin. So we go ahead and we stone her by the entrance we have her father's home. Kilomar, why by the entrance of her father's home? Reu gidolim, gidolim she So Rabbah says it's actually very interesting. So literally, we say, "Look, we say to the home, we say to the parents, look at the child you raised that went ahead and committed this transgression." Rashi says, "Gidolim she kilomar, mi bayis zei sahana vala Look, look what you." Did whatever you did as parents, you obviously failed, because look at what your child did. And I will say, I've always felt this is always very interesting because one of the greatest tensions of parenting is how much responsibility <sighs> parents really have for what their grown children <clears throat> Do. It's a very interesting tension. Do we say that anything that kids do ultimately somehow is a reflection of what, of the home in which they were raised? Or do we say, look, at, yes, everybody is impacted by the home in which they are raised, but at some point in time, people have bechira, People have free choice. So if a child ends up making bad decisions that not necessarily a poor reflection on the parents, parents could have done anything and everything correctly, but a child still has b'chira. So It's interesting. See, see clearly that, denier, right? I'm sorry, This is narrow. So the truth is, again, remember, so this is a younger, this is already a a younger person. So for a younger person to have committed such an act of immorality already, then again, it's almost like the Torah feels it must have been something in the home. But the same concept applies to older children. In any event, just something to keep in mind. Both witnesses show up. In her father's home, meaning again, she's still in Arusa. So they show up while she's in Arusa, that she committed adultery while she's in Arusa. Then we go ahead and we stone her. We stone her by the entranceway of the city. And Rashi says over here, So we'll say again, so the Gemara is pointing out over here that different punishments apply to depending on when depending on when she is she, what, depending on when the witnesses come forward. If the witnesses come forward after Nisuin, then Skila takes place by her father's home. If witnesses come forward during Eiris, and while she's still on Arusa, then stoning takes place ultimately by the gate of the city. Sarkha ulubasof Bagra, this is an interesting case. Let's say she committed adultery while she was in Nara. While she was in Ara, but Lamaisa witnesses only came after she became a Bogaris. So what is the Halacha? T don Bichanek. Then ultimately, again, her punishment is strangulation. So she doesn't get skila in this type of situation because now she's a bogeres. Mara says, "That to say ishtani gufa ishtani k'tala." Are you telling me then that whenever she experiences a physical change, then ultimately, again, her death sentence changes as well? Because we will say, remember, skila is the unique halacha is, is, is the punishment that is reserved for a naara who committed adultery. But again, if a, let's say a, an adult woman, a full fledged adult woman, bogeres commits adultery, so the halacha is it's chenek. So we see over here that even though the adultery occurred when she was a nara, but if the witnesses only show up after she's a Bogeres, the Gemara is suggesting that she gets chenek, which would seem to indicate to us that because she has experienced a physical change, because she has physically changed, therefore what? Her punishment changes as well. So the Gemara says, so, are, we to say over here, are you telling me that any time that she experiences a physical change, i.e. she becomes a Bogeres, that that means that her that that means that her that her punishment changes as well. Or mini or if you have a betrothed naara who committed adultery. Umisha she So, i say. now follow this case. This is a case. Remember, we use the phrase "motzi shemra to go ahead and mean one of two things. The case of "motzi means that a husband comes forward after nisuin and says, "My wife is not a basula. So, I'll so, so, so There are one of two resolutions to that case. Resolution number one is witnesses come forward indicating that she did in fact commit adultery. In which case, she's executed through skila. It's number one, possibility one. Possibility two, his husband is a liar. In which case, what happens? There is a 100 Zuz fine and lashes. So listen to this case. So if you have a situation, that's what happens. So you have an ara murah that committed adultery. And what happens? He was moti shemra after... After she became Bogaras. So look at Rashi, holds Shemra. Shekinsa Misha Bagra. Remember again, so she had she Aresin had while she was a Nara. Then he marries her once she is a Bogaras. He claims that he did not find Bisulim, and then it turns out that he lied. So remember again, so he, claimed, he claims Nus happened during Aresin when she was a Nara. He married her once she was a Bogaris. Now it turns out that he lied. So what's Talakha? Uh, so, who ain't aloka loke, the ain't the no saying mea So, I'll we'll say the halacha is he does not get Malchus, he does not get Malchus as if he lied, and he does not have to pay the 100 seller. I'm sorry, I said this before, it's 100 seller. However, he viz meha makdimele be but she and the false witnesses, they get stoned. So, the Lord says, what? He viz meha could it be that she and the witness, false witnesses get stoned? Ella, oh he, Oh, Rather, what do we say? We'll say either she or the witnesses get stoned. In other words, what does that mean? That again, one of the other. If the witnesses are telling the truth and she did commit adultery while she was an arusa, right? While she was or she was an ara. While she was an ara murasa then she gets stoned. But if the witnesses, and if the witnesses turn out that they were Edim Zomamin, Rebosei, remember again, in order to get reciprocal punishment, there's a specific process of Edim Zomin. Not every time you're a false witness do you get hazon? do you get reciprocal punishment. But if they were Edim Zomamin, then enochinami they would get skila. Skelah. says, so what do you see over here? You see over here that even though, even though her status, physically she has changed, because remember again, at this point in time, she's a Boguerus. If it turns out that the witnesses were correct and she did commit adultery as a Nara, what is her punishment? Her punishment is skila. What do you see from here? That even though she physically changed from a na'ara to a, from a na'ara to a bogeras, she still gets the same punishment of skila. So this seems to fly in the face of what we said before, because beforehand we said, that once she experiences physical change, so her punishment changes as well. Here we see that's not the case. Same punishment of skila. So the Gemara says, Amarava. Motsi Shemra kameret. are you bringing up a case of motsi Shemra? Now, if you look at Rashi, Rash says motsi Shemra Kamrit, La Asuve Asircha, the Tani, Tana, the Airi I want to be clear. What the Gemara is suggesting over here is that there are two different types of cases. The case that the Gemara mentioned before was a situation where where witnesses show up, husband's not initiating anything. Witnesses show up. Witnesses show up and say that she committed adultery while she was in Nara. At this point in time already, she is a bulgeress. So what did the b'raises say? So the b'raises said she gets chenek, strangulation, as opposed to skila. Why? Because since she experienced a physical change from the, between the time of the Avera and now, therefore her sentence changes as well. The then brings a case of motzi Shemra. What's the case of Moti Shemra? Remember, what's the Chilikovia? Moti Shemra, it, who, who initiates the claim against her? Husband. Husband claims, you're not a Basula, You must have committed adultery during Eresin. Then what does the Gemara say? If, let's say again, he's claiming she committed adultery during Eresin. She was a Nara during Eresin. Now she's a Bogaris. Right? She was a Bogaris, He didn't she soon after she became a Bulgarist. So then what's the halacha? She's still subject to skila. So the Gemara wanted to bring a raya from the case of Moti Shemra to the case of, a, to contradict the case of Edim. All the Gemara now says, Amarav Motzi Shemra, comrade? No, 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 You're bringing a raya from Motzi Shemra? Shiny Motzi Shemra to Chidishu. Motzi Shemra case is its own Chidish. Is its own unique circumstance. Daha. Because will say, listen to this, under normal circumstances, if let's say a man marries a woman, and they did not yet have relations, they did not have relations. Vezinza, and then again, witnesses come along and say that she committed adultery prior to the nisuin. The halach is what bechenech she's punished for strangulation. The ilumotzi Shemra and yet ultimately, again, motzi Shemra is its own, has its own punishment. Of skilla, So what the Gemara is pointing out over here is, you can't contrast the case of Motishimra with the case of Aden because they're two separate kinds of cases. Dilma, so so, so so Rav Huna, so Huna, brother of says to Ravah, well, maybe the only time the Torah makes its chiddush is when, when she did not experience a physical change. Ava hi qadi ishtani gufa luqad israhmana but perhaps when she did experience a physical change perhaps the torah shidish is not in effect ela amra bar bnizrak ishtani velo ishtani tanahi rather wasa nakhma it says the truth is this discussion of Ishtani, when she experiences a physical change, i.e. from naarus to Bagros, does that change her sentence or not? This, in fact, is a Machlokis Tanoim. This is not, because we learned, Chato, now, this is actually something very interesting. So, Chato, so the, this case over here is that if you did something Beshoging, that had you did it intentionally, had you did it intentionally, you would be Chayif kares. So, that was actually, it's this week's parasha. It's this week's parasha, that if you go ahead and you do something beshogeik, uh, that had you done it intentionally, you would be high of karis. There's a specific type of carbon that you have to bring. If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, chato at shalom, I'm sorry, well, let me finish the phrase, chato is well, so you have the following case. The look is like this. If a regular person does have avera, doesn't have this is all beshogeg, but it's the type of Avera that had you done it intentionally, had you done it because you'd be chayv karis. So if you're a regular person, you bring a certain type of carbon. However, again, if you are the coin guddle or you are the melech, you bring a separate type of carbon. So here's the interesting shaila, o ismano vin ismano. But say let's say you committed the particular Avera while you were a, a regular guy, and then what? And then what? But you didn't but you realized your hate. After you were appointed to your new position as king or coin So the Ahav Yishal is going to be what? What type of carbon do you bring? Do you bring the commoner's carbon? Or do you bring now the king coin carbon? Look at Rashi just a moment. Nasi, <laughs> so if you have a Nasi, a king, or a coin, right? Their carbon is not like an individual's carbon. Sha nasi may be seer, may par. So a nasi brings a seer and the coin brings a par. So what's that So Achlo, v'nis manu, so if they committed the Aveira, remember, I'll we'll say again, this is a specific case of an Aveira, if done with chay, it would carry a chi of karis, and if done, but, but it's done accidentally, so a good example of this would be Pesach, for, our, for our arguments, ye'eit chometzah Pesach, if chametz on Pesach intentionally, there's a chi of karis, but you did it unintentionally, so they did this chet before they were appointed to their positions of king Kohen Gadol, manu, and then they were appointed, what's Talacha? Harihin Ked Yotos. So we'll say the halacha is that they are like common people. Rashi says, Harin Ked Yotos, be kivsa vishafa pee, shinishta gufam, nish'tana karbonam. Oh, say, now what's the khap over here? So they bring the commoners carbon. Now what's the kiddish? The kiddish is that even though their status has changed, we don't, we don't necessarily go by what their current status is. Now, what do we go by? We go by their status at the time of the commission of the sin. Since at the time that they committed the sin, they were commoners. Therefore, they bring the commoners carbon. Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon says, remember, that would be the opinion that said that Afa the Ishtanu Gufa, Lo ishtanah Kitala that we don't care if you experienced the change of status from the time that you committed the sin until now. What we can only care about is what? What was your status at the time of the sin? Your punishment is dictated by that reality. We do not care what changed in the interim. On the other hand, Rishimun Omer, Rishimun says, if they found out, meaning about their sin, before they were appointed to their new positions, meaning if they found out while they were still common people, chayovim, then they are chayiv in the commoner's carbon. However, mishnis manu piturim. But if they only find out about their sin once they became king, God, once they became king, then what Piturin. And Rashi said, look at the last Rashi on the daf. about it later? it's mazid. I'm sorry. The whole point is that they did it on purpose. No, they did it. This is shogig. This is because right. remember, if it's mazed, it's karis. and if it's karis, there's no carbon. Look at Rashi Peturin, Legamrei. Now, this is very dramatic. So Rabbi Shimon will say that if they only find out about it after, after again, they, they already have their new high positions, they are Peturin from a carbon. totally. Why? Because Rabishun is of the opinion that once you experience a change of status, so that change of status changes all of your halakhic realities. Therefore, again, if, I only find, if I'm the new Kohen Gadol and I only find out that I committed a Savera when I was a Khamer, I didn't know about it until now because my status has changed, so therefore my, my obligations have changed as well and I'm potter, totally potter from the carbon. So I so will say, just understand why the G'mah is bringing this down. The G'mah is trying to, because remember again, We had a machlokas, or we seem to actually say machlokas. We seem to have a stereo contradiction in cases, meaning, namely, you have a nara who committed adultery and then became a bogeres, and witnesses either witnesses initiate the claim or husband initiates the claim after she's a Bulgaris. Let's say it turns out that the case that the that these that the allegations are true, she committed adultery. So the Bryce said by the case the bright the bright the, the first Bryce said by the case of the Aiden that she gets chenek, strangulation, which of course again is a change because as a Nara, she would have gotten what? Skila. Second crisis says, even though she became Bulgaris, she still gets Scylla. So we thought it was a contradiction. But you might say, saying, actually, it's not a contradiction. It's two different opinions. It's a machlokes about how change in status Impact previous transgressions. So one opinion says that when you transgress, essentially we look at your status at the time of transgression and that's the status that follows you. We don't care about any changes. Second opinion says no, we absolutely take into account changes and the Gemara is rooting that fundamental machlokis over here in the case of the Nasi and the Kohen Gadol. So the Rabbanon will say that if you remembered, I'm sorry, the Rabbanon will say that lemaisa. If you sinned as a commoner, your carbon is a commoner's carbon. It doesn't matter if he explains change in status. Rabbi just absolutely not true. If you remember as a commoner that you sinned, then you'll bring the carbon. But if you only remember after your change in status, you're totally pottered. Says <laughs> the Gemara Emer, the Shemin, the Af Basar so we'll say, so now the Gemara says one second maybe we should say that according to Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon, even, Rabbi Shimon goes even after Yidia, Rabbi Shimon say now in this case Yidia means Zman Yidia sachit that let's say that Rabbi Shimon says that you even go after the timing when you find out about your transgression the Ozil baser Velo baser chata but Rabbi Shimon says Is it possible to say that Rabbi Shimon goes baser but but not baster chato, meaning Rabbeinu So. Is it possible to say that Rabbi Shimon totally ignores when the sin itself was committed? Meaning, how could it be that Rabbi Shimon will say that we totally ignore the fact that the sin itself was committed when the individual was, was a still a commoner? Imkein, laisi karban ki Right, if that's the case, then let him bring a carbon in accordance with his status, bless you, in accordance with his status right now. To which the Gemara says, mashuach akpar venosi si'ir. Let the mashuach bring a par. The mashuach refers to the coin. And the nasi bring a seer. In other words, look at Rashi for just a moment. So we'll say, again, could it possibly be that Rabbi Shimon just only pays attention to the Zman Yediyah Sahiti, He only pays attention to the time when you find out and pays absolutely no attention at all to the fact to the actual time in which the sin was committed. Rather, what we should say is, Rather, what we should say is that Rabbi Shimon holds that not only do you go zma- after the Zman Yediyasachet, but you also have to incorporate the Zmanachet. But if that's the case, says the Gemara, according to Rabbi Shimon, let the Mashuach and let, let the Melech go ahead and bring a carbon in accordance with your, with your status right now. The Gemara says, amar Yochanan tana excuse me, amar Tani Tidon So the Gemara says, but one second, but we learned, we learned that Rabbi Yochanan said to the Tana that let her status or let her sentence ultimately be with Skila. This is talking about Rabbi in the case of where of where that she was Mizana when she was in Naro and then she became a Bogeres. but why is that so? Naro amrahmana, But Jabal say, how can you possibly say that if the girl was Mizana when she was a Nara and now she became a Bogeres, that you're going to go ahead and punish her with skila? After all, the Torah says that you have to punish the Nara HaMeurasah. And she is no longer a Nara, she is now a Bogeres. Amra Bilay, Amra Kra, HaNara Hana'ara shai sakvar. So i we'll say? Narabila makes a very interesting drasha. He says because the pasuk says hana'ara, right? The, the lashon of years votsio s hana'ara al pesach So what's we'll say? The Kimar understands that hana'ara, the na'ara, the na'ara means hana'ara shai sakvar. The na'ara that she was past tense, which indicates to us what that even le'maisa if she's not a na'ara now, but she was a Na'ara in the past, that Lameisah, she is still, she's still Chayeves in Skila. See, even though, again, one more time, even though when she committed the act, she was a nara, and now she's transformed into a Bogeres, and remember, technically speaking, if a Bogeres commits adultery, what's the halacha, what's her punishment? <laughs> chenek. So what's I see, you hear, you hear the tension that's happening over here? The tension is, do we essentially just look at your status at the time of the commission of the sin and totally ignore your current contemporary status or do we take your current status into account as well somehow in the formulation of your punishments. The Mara is suggesting over here that by nara we may actually have we may actually have a pasik that tells us that we do not look at your current status at all rather we are totally fixated on the status of the t- as the time that you committed the sin Ha the girl, even if she was a na'ara, i.e. past tense, even if now she is a bulgaris, she still gets skila. So if that's the case, and now let, let's, let's assume for a moment that now we've just established this halacha, that indeed, based on the Pasak, that if she was a na'ara at the time of the transgression, at the, transgression, the time of the adultery, and now she's a bulgaris, she's still going to get skila. Well, if that's the case, let's carry this then through to logical extension. Yahi, milka nami lilki, umeya nami If that's the case, I will says this is a regular case of Moti And the regular case of Moti Shemra, remember, is what? Where the husband comes along after the wedding night and says, and says that, uh, and says that she was not a besula. So what's the halacha? Normally he would get Malchus and he would pay a hundred selah. But I will say, what is the halacha in the case? of where she is a Bolgeras. So we established before that if she is a Bolgeras, then Haloch lemeisa, he does not get malchus and he does not pay the measela So the obvious kasha is why. I mean, so you hear the is asking over here? That be be true to what you're saying. If you're going to tell me that we don't care about the fact that she's a bocheres now, but rather, what are we looking at? We look at her status at the time of the at the time of the actual commission of the sin. If that's the case, then lemeisa. Remember, if the husband is Moti Shemra once she is a Bogeres, and it turns out that he lied, then he should be Chayiv in the malchus and the one hundred Sela. Yet we know the Halacha is what? That if a husband is Moti Shemra on his Bogeres wife about acts that she did when she was a Nara, he is not Chayiv to the one hundred Sela Malkus. Also, so the Gemara says it's, it's incong- incongruous. There, there is a level of incongru- uh, incongruity. Right, good. I like incongruity though. It sounds nice. All right. Thank you. So, so, so the, the idea over here is it doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense, right? It doesn't seem to make sense that on one hand you're telling me that she's treated like an ara so even though now she's a Bulgarian, but yet he doesn't have the same punishments. So, so remember again, I, I want to be clear. So this this is Rabbi. So this is Rabbi. So remember, just follow the progression over here. Rabbi Eli is one who makes this drasha. He says hanara even means not just the nara, but what. The one who was a na'ara, which means that according to Rabbi Eloi, if now she is a Bogeres, but she was a Nara at the time of the transgression, at the time of the adultery, you can give her, you can give, you, you punish her with skila. That's Rabbi Eloi. So Rabbi Hanina says to Rabbi Eloi, okay, I hear that, Russia, but if that's the case, then when, if the husband is Motzi Shemra, and his wife was a Bogeres, he should also what? He should also be punished and simulate if she was a Nara meaning 100 tzela zo- and lashes. So that's Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Eloi. So we'll say, this is, this is very funny. Amrleh, Rabbi Lehi responds, Rachmana nitzlan mehaidaita. God should save us from logic like that. <laughs> In other words, that that that, that, that is ridiculous. So I will say, remember, that's Rabbi Lehi saying Rabbi Hanina. So Rabbi Hanina shoots back, Ad rahmana Rachmana nitzlan mehaidaita didoch. So I we'll say, this is amazing, right? <laughs> so Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina shoots back and says, really? God should save us from your reasoning. Can, can, can you imagine this unfolding in the base measures, right? Because says nah, 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 nah. Yeah, that's right. The laws, the laws, right? So it's amazing. So what's the shot? The time So what's the logic over here? bar Avin, bar so I'll say, so remember so the shaila is rabbi rabbi eloi obviously reacts in a very strong fashion but yet for our purposes we think rabbi khanina is making a pretty compelling argument rabbi khanina is just saying let's be consistent whatever is going to be true by the girl should be true by her husband as well. So why, we, what, 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 why not, why would Rabbi Eloi be so dismissive of Rabbi Hanina's idea? So the Gemara says a very simple, so, uh, so very simple, So we'll say here's the fundamental distinction. When it comes to the girl, it's the girl's actions herself that went ahead and created this situation. Vizeh akimas svasav garmula, right? And so, remember again, the girl is in trouble. Why? Because she committed adultery. Her actions, her actions, got her into this hot water. He, the husband, got himself into trouble. If he's lying, how? Because he spoke. Right? Most men get themselves into trouble, right, when they speak. So th- th- this man went ahead and got himself into trouble because he spoke. So watch this. So we'll say when the girl got herself into trouble because she was Mizana, when was she Mizana? She was Mizana when she was an arrow. And this man got himself into trouble because he spoke. And when did he speak? He got himself into trouble now. And now she's a Bogar. Well, so, now, what is the Gemara saying? That essentially, no, it's, it's, it's not a lack of consistency. What we look at is, we're, we're being consistent. And what are we looking at? When, the timing of when people commit the wrongful acts. So, when the girl committed the wrongful act when she was a Nara, even though now what? Uh, even though now she is a bogeres, but we look at what she was at the time of the commission of the negative act. She was an arrow, and even though now we go, she became bogeres. We punish her based on the realities that were existent at the time that she committed the sinful act. So she was an arrow. She gets skila. When was the husband motzi shemra? The husband when, when the wife was already a bogeres. See, you can't go ahead. You can't go ahead and punish him for Motsi shemra as if his wife was a Nara, when in fact she's no longer nara; she's a bulgaris In other words, what, the, what, what Rabbi Eli essentially answers is, we're being consistent, we're punishing everyone in accordance with the time in which they committed the transgression. So I will say, it sounds like it translates into a Kula for the husband and a khumra for the life, but it's really not. So therefore, I will say, what comes out over here, what comes out over here is that Lamaisa, if she, if now it turns out that either witnesses, that witnesses or excuse me, that the husband is mostly Shemra at the time that she, now, I'm sorry, it turns out that if she is now bulgaris and the husband has Moti Shemra if it turns out that the husband telling the truth and she was Mazana when she was an Arusa when she was an Arusa Nara then we would punish her as an Arusa Nara with Skila. but the Chidish is, and really it's not such a khidish it's just a logical extension of the same principle in that case if the husband if it turns out the husband was lying he would not get Malchus and he would not get the one hundred Sela why? because lemaisa again he's testifying now about a girl who is currently Currently, or a woman about currently is a bulgaris, and therefore again the penalties that a husband gets from his Shemra is only when? When he's testifying about a nara. But since at this point time when he's testifying she's already a bogaris, therefore he will be exempt from his particular punishments. Ten Avon, I want to be clear, you should know, he's exempt from the, from the specific punishments but obviously if someone is found to be a liar and based in, that does come with other ramifications. First of all as we'll see, Bezdin always has the right to administer Malkus Mardus. Bezdin right rabbinic lashes, that's always a possibility. That's number one. Plus, you become known as a liar, you're disqualified for future Eidus. And obviously, again, stuff like that becomes known in the general public as well, which of course impacts you. If a person is in business, it impacts your business. It impacts your ability to secure credit. We'll see this in all of the bubbas. This is discussed. But Lema'isit, it's does ramifications. Only for the nara, only for the nara. Remember that his logic is we look we look at the realities. So Hanara tells me that even though now she's nara, but she was in nara, that's good. But that same that same drusha doesn't apply to the husband. So nara murasa shesinsa. if you have a nara who was betrothed who committed adultery, pesach So we go ahead and we stone her at the entrance of her father's home. If there's no entranceway to her father's home. So we'll say, let's say again, her father doesn't live in that city or her father doesn't have a home, whatever the, whatever the situation is. Sokhlin osa We stone her by the entranceway of the city. So the Gemara says, excuse me, on the entranceway of that particular city said that 's true if you live in a city that has a majority jewish population let 's say you live in a city that has a majority Gentile population, then then we go in and we stone her by the entrance we have the Baden. Kyotzi ba daver similarly at to Omer obid ko ha obid of all those if a person worships idolatry which of course again is a uh, an offense punishable by death so you're going to stone the person soklen oso al shasha avad bo that will so we go ahead and we we go ahead and we stone him by the city, by the by the gates of the city, in which he went ahead, and Rashi says, "I feel in the gates of the city in which he worshipped the idolatry." of the But if it's a city where there's a majority gentile population, then also We go ahead and we stone him by the entranceway of beizdin. So the verse Where do we know this from? The Torah around because the Pasik says I mm-hmm. this Pasik is stated. You will bring out the man or woman who worshiped idolatry to your gates. right? So it says, by the gates. So here we see that some worship idolatry. You storm them by the gates of the city in which they worshiped. This refers to the gates of the city in which one went ahead and worshiped idolatry. So you say this refers to the gates of the city in which one worshiped idolatry or maybe it means the gates of the city in which one was judged. You know, I must remember these are not necessarily the same thing. Let's say a person worshiped idolatry in city A, but they're brought, for, they're brought to bezen in city B. So Sha'arecha seems to say that we return them to be stoned by the gates of the city of city A. Because when I say, that's sharecha. how do you know that? Maybe it means the gates of the city in which the person was judged. Ne'emer, Sha'arecha lemata. Ve'ne'emer, Sha'arecha lemata. It says, Sha'arecha lemata. Rabbi will say, that's the sharecha by Avodah And it says, Sha'arecha lemala. Rabbi will say, is the case of Na'arah ha-me'urasa. Na'arah meurasa committed adultery. Ma'ashha'arecha, o'mra lemala, sha'avad ba, sha'avad ba, just like again, Rabbeinu Sa'ad that the gates mentioned by Nari Murasa refer to the gates of the city in which the avera was committed. So, to by Avod it means the gates of the city in which the avera was committed. Another. Possible then that there would be cities in Eretz that would be majority non-Jewish. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Dover Acher, re- remember again, especially times of the Gemara, that's certainly a possibility. Dover Acher, Dover Acher, mm-hmm. Sharecha sharei of kochavim. I almost remember, it's important to understand, important to understand Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim until David Hamelech conquered it, was a Yevusi city. Jews, Jews weren't, can you imagine this? Jews, Jews weren't living there. So again, you're doing, this is David Hamelech already. So that means until the time Yeshua comes in, all until the until times of David Hamelech, Yushalayim has a majority non Jewish population. So definitely, it was definitely, and certainly again after Choram Beisam Mikdash, certainly possible. So the Imara says the following. Other possibility, Sharecha teaches you that you administer death penalties by your gates and not by the gate, not by Gentile gates. But one second. But we already used that Sharecha to teach us that what? That you punish the person who worships Avodazara by the gates of the city. In in which he worshipped And not the gates of the city In which he was judged So how can you now use That sha'arecha For another drasha That you only punish someone By our gates But not by Gentile gates Im lema shar If that's supposed to Could have just said shar My sha'arecha Why does it say sha'arecha Your gates plural Shmamina Tardi. Oh Because it will say The plurality Plurality Yeah Good, thank you. Everybody's taking it easy on me today. Right, the plurality, right, of sharecha teaches me that I can make two drushas. I can make two drushas. One drusha is what? That number one, we only punish by the gates of Jews, not by the gates of Gentiles. That's number one. Number two, that for the Ovid Zora, we punish him by the gates of the city in which he worshipped and not the gates of the city in which he was judged. Now we've, we've established that for the Ovid Kochavim, we punish him in the place in which he worshipped. How do we know that for Na'ra Murasa, we punish her by the gates of the city in which she in which she transgressed? I'm Rabbi So this is actually very interesting. I love drushas like this. it's fascinating. I'm really I'm Rabbi Gamar Pesach mi Pesach. Watch this, okay? So this is what we call like a, like a multi-tier. I don't know like a good technical term for this. Bless you. But like a multi-tiered Gazer shovel. Watch this. So step number one. Is Pesach Pesach? So I'll we'll say it says Pesach. Remember, what we're trying to establish. We're trying to establish that a Na'arah Hamurasa is stoned. Let's say, assuming there's no Pesach Pesavia, there's no entrance to her father's home. So where is she stoned? At the at the, at the Shaar of the city in which she, of her city. So I'll we'll say. So where do we learn that from? So watch this. It says first step Pesach Pesach. Entrance. It says Pesach by bless you by Naara Hamurasa, and it says Pesach by. And it says, Pesach by the Mishkan. Okay, so follow this. So, Pesach by Nara Murasa, Pesach by Mishkan. U Pesach Mishar. Now, in the pasuk by where it says Pesach by the Mishkan, it says, Veskaliach atzer, Vesmasach pa- Pesach, Sharech atzer. So again, so now we have Pesach Pesach, which links again Nara Murasa to Mishkan. And in this Pesach by Mishkan. Right after Pesach, it says Sha'ar. And then what? And then we say, U Pesach, Mishar, Visha'ar Misharecha. And on both sides, remember, and it says Sha'ar by Mishkan, and it says Sha'arecha by what? By Ovid we'll So we also, you hear this beautiful drasha? So we go from Nara Murasa, right? It says Pesach by Nara Murasa. It says Pesach by Mishkan. That establishes Nara Murasa and Mishkan. By Mishkan, now, now, now by Mishkan it also says shar next to Pesach. So then I could what? I could go ahead and I could link Mishkan, Shahr of Mishkan, to Shahr of Avodah Zorah. And now what have I done? I've just linked Nara Murasa with Mishkan, Mishkan with Avodah Zorah, which by definition means what? I have now linked Nara Murasa with Avodah Zara as well. It teaches me that what? That shar by just like by Avolda Zara, we execute the person by the shar of his city. So by an aramuras, we also execute her by the gate of her city. Tanrabanon, we'll say, let's just go a little bit weiter. So Tanra HaMotzi ha moti shamra, loka vinosimiyasella. We'll say if a person is Motzi Shemra, a husband accuses his wife of not being a basula. so what happens? So Loka, he gets malkis, and he has to pay 100 selah. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, and also says, this, this is actually very interesting, Rabbi Huda says, Lil kos loke makom. So the truth is, again, you're right. Whenever you he most shame on your wife, that man's not shame on his wife, that she wasn't a basula, he always gets malchus. However, me'a selah, ba'al nosin, lo ba'al both say the 100 selah, the 100 selah penalty is only if what? Is only if he had relations with her. If he had relations with her, and then she claims she wasn't a basula, then lamais. Then lemaisa, he has to pay the one hundred sella. But if he's motzi shemra and he did not, he, there was no bia. He, when he claims he heard from witnesses that she wasn't the basula, then lemaisa again, although i will get the malchus, there is no one hundred sella penalty. So the gemara says. Okay. The truth is, this is part of the machlokis between Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov and the Rabbanon. This is what it means to say. So both say, the Rabbanon hold that it doesn't matter whether there was Bia or not. If after a man marries a woman, he claims that she was not a basula, whether he knows that because, whether he says he knows that because there was Bia, or because he says he knows that because he heard edus. Either way, Rabbi says according to the Rabbana, you get both punishments. You get Malchus lashes and you have to pay the one hundred sela, independent of whether or not there was Bia. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Lilkos loke says, listen, I'll agree with you that there are malchus in all circumstances. However, however, maya sela baal no sain, But says at the end of the day, Rabbi Huda will say that the only time you have to pay the financial penalty is when is when there was actual bia, in accordance with the opinion of Elazar ben Yaakov, siika da'amri. So we'll say so. According to this approach over here, according to first version, there's a fundamental halakhs in Rabbi huda and the Rabbanon. Rabbanon will hold that in all circumstances of Moshe shemra, whether there was bia or not. <coughs> you have to go ahead and pay the 100 zuz, and the 100 selah, and you get Malchus. That's, that's the Rabban Rabbi Huda says you always get Malchus, but you only get the financial penalty if what? If there was bia. There's another version of this exchange. Kulur Rabbi ben Yaakov, the entire writing, fully reflected on the view of Rabbi Yaakov, this is what it means to say, HaMoti Shemra, Loke, Venosin me, Sela, Vuhusha So the Bryson now says, if a man is Moti Shemra on his wife, she so gets malchus and he pays 100 Selah, as long as what? As long as he was Baal, as long as there was Biyo. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Lilkos, Loke, Mikomakom. Rabbi Huda says, No, you only go ahead, you get Malchus, you get Malchus no matter what. Now, Abbas says, Is that true that Rabbi Huda holds that you get Malchus no matter what? Actually, Abbas says, You know what? We're going to stop over here. We'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up with this. So remember, we're, we're kind of picking up mid. We're going to, we're, I'm leaving you off a little above a cliffhanger over here. The Shail is like this. Remember, here's what we've established. What we've established is that lemaisa, you get Malchus no matter what. The only shaila is what the shaila is in the mamon. The shaila is in the one hundred seller. So one opinion says you only have to pay the financial penalty if you went ahead and there was bia. Second opinion says no financial penalty is paid even in the absence of bia to be continued tomorrow in Mir Hashem.